Well, hello. Welcome to Midlife State of Mind, the show for that middle section of your life, the one that comes after you've raised yourself, your kids, and the rim on your rose-colored glasses. I'm your host, Erin Beadle. And I'm your host, Alicia Jessness, and we're so excited for you to join us as we talk about all the weird and wonderful ways things change as you navigate midlife. The state of mind, that is. Welcome back, midlifers, to Midlife State of Mind podcast. I am Alicia Jessness, your host. And I am Erin Beadle, your other host. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we're going to dive into our first series. This is going to be the first episode in a series of episodes focused on that ah, so full of emotion, the topic of empty nesting. So we're going to cover several topics within the series. We're going to talk about things like helping your kids decide if college is the right journey for them. We're going to talk about getting to know yourself. Like who the heck are you now that you're not a mom, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, wait, <laughs> what do I do with all my time? I don't know what I'm supposed to do with myself. Um, we're going to talk about uh, setting boundaries with your adult children because, you know, things change, dynamics change between you and your children. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, healthy boundaries, healthy boundaries about yeah. helping them become a little more independent. Yeah. Self-sufficient adults. Isn't that the goal? That is the goal. Right. Um, yeah. We, I think as parents, a lot of times we get into the, you know, you just want to do everything for them because mm -hmm. we, we know that's our job um, when they're little. But, you know, if you're getting if you're still doing that when they're 30. Right. There, there's a problem. We're is gonna, that a problem? Is it a problem? <laughs> I don't know. We're, <laughs> we're going to talk more about that in depth in that episode. Um, we're also going to talk about shifting holiday dynamics when your kids move are grown, move up and out of the house, uh, move up, grow up and move out of the house. Um, kind of how holiday dynamics shift where you have your holidays. You know, do they live in different states? Do they have wives? Do they have kids? You know, how that changes and... Um, because it does, it does, it does. Yes. That one's going to be definitely, um, something that I'll have a lot to share about. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely think the way that we celebrate our holidays with our parents and kind of what was required and expected is very different than, um, what, what we are now doing in our generation with our mm -hmm. children. It's just a different a different dynamic yeah um well let's talk about empty nesting like yeah. it's it's like such a popular term it's such a everybody's heard of it right it's like your kids grow up they move out um you know they go away to college whatever it is we're gonna obviously talk about if college is right for every kid right um, right and like what to do if college isn't right for your kid, what to do if college is right for your kid. Right. Um, but more so what to do if college isn't right for your kid. <laughs> How do you reconcile yourself to that? But anyhow, we'll talk about that um, more in depth. But 
<clears throat> That's going to be interesting because there's so many resources and uh, we're going to, I know Erin is going to do lots of research because she's our research gal and she's amazing mm-hmm. at that. But just looking at statistics for um, how much that has changed over mm-hmm. the last few decades. Um, but today we're going to focus on just that empty nesting part. Like are, you know, are most women happy or sad? And I think it's a, there's a huge divide there. Total divide. Yeah. It's like. Um, so because we both are, um, you know, well, me, I guess not so much (laughs) you because you still have a bonus child at home, but, um, this, my youngest Hayden is going off, um, to college this year. Um, and so, and my other two boys are grown and out of the house, 27, 22. So one's in his career as a realtor. The other one is in school. And I remember when, um, when my young, when my youngest was finishing elementary school, everyone was like, aren't you so sad? Yeah. He was and, the last. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and they were like, oh, aren't you so sad? And I was like, uh, no, I've been doing elementary school for 18 years. Cause I have like nine years between my right. Then I was extremely happy because that's the earth for us in Cobb County. I live up in, I'm outside of Atlanta. It's uh, funny you say that because I, wa- I was sad at that stage. I wasn't, I, I did not have my bonus family, you guys, until very recently. So, um, so I. And we'll I, cover that all about uh, bonus families and. Yeah. Like blended families. Blended families. Yeah, we, we gonna, have a whole episode on that. Girl, we're <laughs> going to. We're going to get into that because that's a big thing these days. Like, yeah. I mean, as everyone knows, you know. 50, I think now the statistic is 56% of marriages in the United States end in divorce. So every, if you're dating in your 40s, chances are you're dating someone with children. With kids. And you're doing that blended family thing. But um, but I do remember like where Erin said she's, you know, like she was just ready to be done with elementary school. I, uh, remember I was tired of all this. We had early morning. Our school started, elementary school starts first here. So I was yeah. like, are you kidding? I get to sleep in now. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, now he's not little, you yeah. know. I was like, bring it on, sister. Y'all, I still packed his lunch till he was in high school. Don't tell him I told you that. <laughs> but, well, I did that with my first and my second. You but did. my third did his own. Yeah, yeah. yeah they was got easier. No, they just, he was just more self-sufficient, um, which will, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's interesting. Talk about empty nesting. Like, um, you know. We have a different perspective as well, too, because you've always been a working parent. I I've have. always been a stay-at-home mom yeah. since my second child. Yeah. So, like, that is my purpose. That has been my purpose for the last 27 years. Yeah. Has to, I, well, I've stayed at home since my um, oldest was four. Yeah. So, for the last 23 years, I have been a mom. That, that has is, been your sole job. Yeah, my yeah. job. Mm-hmm. Raise kids. Yeah. Um, and... So, like, for me, empty nesting is a, definitely a mix of feelings. It's, like, the first um, the first emotion, if I think that, is t- total sadness. Like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm going to miss my buddy. I mean, that's like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to have, you know, So, on here. a scale of 1 to 10, like, how sad are you most days? Probably about a 7 Maybe yeah. a six. Yeah. It just depends. But but my sadness is outweighed by excitement for him. Yeah. But then also, but there is a little bit of like anxiety 
that is like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? Like, I mean, right. like, do I go get a full-time job because um, I'm... Do you, you want to do that? Is that something you want to do? No. No. But well, like, is that what's... Is that, and, and, and but is that my what husband Jeff expect? is like, he doesn't want me to. Yeah. Um, well, you have, but is that what society says? Like, oh, your kids are gone. You reenter the, or like, cause I know a lot of yeah, people that yeah. stayed at home when their kids were little, then when their kids would enter school, they would reenter the workforce. Like their kids, right. all their kids get into school. And that was the plan. They always knew they were going to do that, but it's, I, th- I do think it's very different. I mean, even though I didn't, you know, it's, it's a luxury, even though I didn't have that luxury, it's I do think it is very different for the stay-at-home mom because your life 100% revolves around the family dynamic Mm -hmm. um it's and you know taking care of your household and running the house you you run it like a business you personally Mm -hmm. I think you are very like that it's I've seen you in your business. A taskmaster? I'm yes, just kidding. yes. No, seriously, that's what it is, though. You are a taskmaster. So not having that particular group of tasks. And we even... Yes. We, oh, I'm going to be, yeah. like, kind of, like, um, what is it, like, adrift. Like, okay, like, I knew that I would get... And, and part of it, there is... I will, but I'm going to be honest. There's a little bit of excitement to not have that responsibility of every day I mean but he's super self-sufficient so I'm not like knocking him at all but it's like you know just having that like kind of being the foreman if you will of absolutely you know like okay like yep 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 everything he's got everything he needs um and so you know I'm sure for most people it is a mixture of emotions definitely find us on the socials you know the Facebook the Instagram, um, <laughs> you know, midlife state of mind podcast and tell us, um, like, you know, are you excited about yeah. being an empty nester or did it feel like more like the end of an era in your life? For me, it feels like even though I have the bonus child at home and she's precious and we're going to have, I'm going to have four more years of high school. She actually starts high school next week. Mm-hmm. So super excited about that. Um, but because she has only lived with us for a very, very brief period, just a few months, you know, my life primarily revolved around raising my son. Mm -hmm. And since he is, you know, (laughs) the funny thing is, is he's not moving out, but we didn't know that until very recently. Again, we're going to get into detail. Yeah. Next, next time uh, on the, on the college episode. But, um, but I do feel like my life has so much revolved around him and his, success and his activities I feel like it's the end of an era yeah and I almost feel like God gifted me with this this beautiful bonus daughter because maybe he knew how hard it was going to be for me yeah so he gave me like another like another lane that I could kind of get into um to to kind of remove that sadness of my son kind of moving on and right getting his own life it's also been the first time in my life I've ever had the opportunity to not work right so that whole thing is new for me too right so you're like having all these and this is like do I go back to work full-time time for me um I don't think I will spoiler alert but um <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and be honest. Um, But I mean, it gives me a chance now. My priorities are not going to be 
like raising kids and making sure everything I'm going to be able to focus on like my own pursuits, which hence the midlife state of mind podcast, right? That's right. Um, It's like, I'm going to have time to do things that I've wanted to do that either. um, And, and I mean, I think that you can do um, and don't get me wrong. I think that you can like work and be a great mom. You can stay at home and be a great mom. You can, um, run a business stay at home and run a business and work full-time and have kids I'm not saying that but like I think there are some things that I like maybe just didn't pursue because my priority was like being a present mom um and so now I'm gonna have like I can you know You'll have all this time on your hands totally. where you, you, it's, it's more, instead of having an obligatory, um, list, task list first. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, it was, you know, always kid home related, you know, wh- whatever that was for me, it was, you know, work and then, and then kid stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you just, we didn't, neither of us really had a lot of time to really focus inward or to explore outside what we were doing because we were in just the kind of that survival mode of changing diapers packing lunches making sure everybody's fed making sure everybody's bathed most days making sure you know we've bathed making sure the kid everybody's you know does everybody have clean clothes does everybody do you need something for school are you out of pencils like well and that's one of the things in one of the coming topics we'll talk about getting to know yourself after your kids are grown and flown it's like you know, it's, it's a scary thing too, because you had like part of, um, like, even if you complained about doing laundry, even if laundry is your least favorite thing, or even if like certain tasks are your least favorite thing, there is comfort in just like having those things to count on to do. Like on Tuesdays, this is what I do on Wednesdays. This is what I do. This is where I run, you know, Hayden on, on, Tuesdays we have that sense of being needed which is such a human experience because we all of course we all want to be loved but then something that I don't think enough people talk about is we want to be needed by someone that feeling of being needed is so desperately part of the human experience and so when we get to this stage where and it even starts to happen kind of when when our kids are in high school when they yeah, do oh, start definitely. we're not picking out their clothes we're not maybe we're packing lunches maybe we're not but you know we're not they're they're basically getting themselves kind of through the day they ask for help when they need it we probably offer help when they don't but anyway that's what parents <laughs> do <laughs> but healthy you know, boundaries we'll talk about healthy it healthy boundaries yeah so but we're getting to the point where we're it's not just like hey that they're grown and they've flown the nest it's that also i mean man that just the thought of the fact that they might not need us to mm-hmm. make every decision is really a hard one that's really mm-hmm. a hard one it is definitely because feeling needed is a great like it's it's it it feeds a part of you that maybe you know it's intrinsic it's intrinsically tied or linked to your value as a human right the is is I think when we feel we may feel loved and adored and admired like like an influencer on Instagram I'm going to use that for an example Mm -hmm. you might have six million followers (laughs) 
who really admire you and who love everything you're doing on Instagram, but do those people really need you? And then Mm -hmm. do you have people in your life that really need you? And I think there is a very distinct difference between feeling love and admired Mm -hmm. and And feeling feeling needed. needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what I'm wondering about is um, if our listeners... So let's say if they're past or they're in the empty nesting state mm-hmm. um, in their or stage in their life, not state. And then if they feel if things are different than they thought they were going to be or the same. Yeah. You know, so like it or if you're a, like if you're a mom right now in the throes of like the teenage years and you're not in empty nesting and all you can think about is, oh, my God, can these kids get out of the house soon enough? Um, and Alicia and I have a very different, we, we were sharing off uh, Mike that with my oldest, when he, I mean, it started young. I was like, um, can he move out now? I can remember my husband was like, I'm done. I'm like, no, you're not done. He's 14. You're not done. We still have four more years. Yeah. Bro. But then, <laughs> but, but what is interesting, and I was, I was ready to be an empty nester mm-hmm. or him for him to move out, I guess. Um, I love him dearly. He's the most amazing child. Oh, of course you do. Um, but he was really hard. Um, so, and it's it's that way sometimes. Some Sometimes, you know, you have children that are a little more challenging. And so... Yeah. The, oh, they all have their yeah. special, unique challenges. But he... But then by the time he got to graduation, yeah. like the last, um, like, say, four months of school, yeah, I was like... He, he, he had finally grown up enough that I was like, oh, my gosh, I... I adore him. I don't want him to leave. Oh my God, but no, now, now, no, now he can't go. Yeah. yeah. And he moved to New York City right after high school. So oh, I did not know yeah, that. He oh my did. God. We've learned so much, you guys, this weekend about each other that we did not know. It's been crazy. I love it. So but he moved to New York? Yeah, he did. He, so that is very far. Like, that is oh, not yeah, like around the corner. No, it's not around the corner. It's not even he a He wasn't day going trip. to school. He was just like, going to work. And like, because he didn't want to go to school, which we'll talk about, and um, That's you know, wild. We'll, we'll have a lot, you know, to share. Yeah. Um, and maybe some things that I can give you that'll be helpful for you. I hope so, because um, I'm struggling with that. But one. then, after about a year of living in New York, um, he lived in um, Brooklyn. Yeah. Then he moved back. But anyhow, all that to say, it was like. But then you were saying that one of your friends said, like, oh, by the time that senior year rolls around she did she was telling me when her son was a freshman or I'm sorry when her son was a senior and my son was a freshman um she I remember her telling me I was like oh my gosh I'm so not ready like how are you I was asking her like how are you doing with it you expected her to be sad I I did I expected (laughs) her because she was very much like me where she did work um she was married and you know but the center of her whole life was her son Mm -hmm. and um, so I expected her to have the same emotions I was having four years in advance, by the way, because my son was a freshman. But anyway, um, so I was, when I said, you know, how are you doing? It's getting close. You know, I'm seeing you on social, go out to his, go to all of his senior events yeah. and the parades and the lunches and everything, you know, how are you doing with it? And she's like, oh girl, I'm counting down the days. She's yeah. like, you just wait till he's two years as a senior. You're going to be counting down the You'll be so sick of all the stuff. And so ready so to ready. let it all go. She's like, just wait. Four more years, you're not going to feel the way that you do. But I, I do. So I think, like we said at the beginning, like it's a very different, it's a very unique individual experience for yes. every parent. I think some parents do 
are super excited. Count down the days, and mm-hmm. then they're excited. We want to hear. We want to hear what you think about it, though. That is yeah. definitely something. Go yeah. to Midlife State of Mind podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and tell us about your experiences with that. Yeah, definitely. Because I was going to say, we're like, if you're a, ch- a parent of a child that's still at home. Are you excited about becoming an empty nester? Yeah. Um, but and if you've already been there, and you're like, you know, what what are, what are your feelings? And then, especially if you're like a few years in, like, was it at first that you were super excited, and now that the reality is set in, yeah. you know, and then you're like, well, wait, it's kind of like um, this is a little bit of a different topic, but. I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom growing up. You yeah. Know? Like, I mean, yeah. When, then when I had my son and my first child, the difficult one, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, um, I had to work because my husband was in school. Yeah. And all I wanted to do was be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Like I thought, because I had not had that luxury. And then when I got pregnant with my second one and I became a stay-at-home mom, I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. <laughs> did you did you have that experience yeah I was like oh my word they these people don't these people don't leave me alone at least when I worked and I could go in my office and shut the door and be like I gotta make a couple calls I never thought um, about that because yeah but then I, it's like no one leaves you alone you can't even go to the bathroom and you come out and there's flour all over the floor I am so surprised to hear you say that I would have yeah. never thought that I found my groove yeah, yeah but yeah. I mean it's like it's like my initial thought was like for years, I had been saying, I just want to be at home. I just want to be at home. Yeah. And then I was at home and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is not what I thought it was going to be like. <laughs> this is, this is not what I expected. So, I mean, maybe, a stay, <laughs> maybe, um, empty nesting moms were like sad at first, like right. about the prospect. And then when it happens, it's like, this is the best thing ever. Like, is yeah, that it goes you? From, Tell it goes us. from a tragedy to like the best, the best romantic comedy ever, or from right. a tragedy to like the best adventure ever. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious how I will feel about it a year from now since. Yes, exactly. We, You'll have to. Up until, you know, <laughs> up until graduation, I assumed he would be going away to school. And again, we're going to get into that later, but um, so I, I, I'm, I think I've, I've calmed down mm-hmm. a little bit because I know he's not moving out right away, but at the same time, you know, the dynamic is different. Um, something else we talked about off mic is we were, um, I was doing a Bible study with him every night for about the last five years where he would come down to my room. Um, we would, you know, go over a little Bible verse and do Bible studies together. And the last book that we completed was about two months ago and he he said at that time he's like hey can we try to do something different like do a different book and I said sure and he's like I just want to take a break because we've been doing this for a long time and I want to take a break just you know maybe like a week or so you know of course I didn't realize at that time that basically what he was saying is I don't want to do this anymore Mm -hmm. mom like we've been doing this for five years it's time for this to be done right and had no idea that would be the last one that I'd ever do with him but it's it's the things like that that break my heart but I've already had a a bit of a turnaround because now he just comes down at night and I have a little um like a little chase lounge at the end of my bed and he'll come in and he'll sit on that 
and he'll just chat with me, but there's no designated purpose. Mm-hmm. He just comes down and we chat and he thinks I always turn it into a lecture and maybe I do, but, um, it's hard not to, it's, it's hard, you know, especially with the college thing, which is why we're doing a whole episode on that because I really want feedback from you guys. I really want some help and advice from, the community at large, just, you know, if you have kids that you're struggling going through that um, experience with where they were kind of groomed for college or maybe not groomed for college, but you just assumed that they would go to college and then they told you, hey, that isn't for me. I'm really curious to hear um, from other parents who've been through that experience because I'm struggling so hard with it. But, you know, Mm -hmm. so I I was sad about we're not going to do the books anymore. And I said two months ago, that's not what I meant to say. It was two months before graduation which was two months ago. Mm-hmm. So now it's been about four months ago. But, um, and now he's coming down and we're just chatting and, you know, and, and there's no, you know, designated purpose, but it's, I'm already seeing a change, a huge change in the dynamic of our relationship because I required him to do that Bible study. It was something he was required to do. Um, and not that he didn't enjoy it. He enjoyed it, I think, some of the time. Like, kids enjoy doing the dishes some of the time. You know, they don't. Do they? I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, when they're maybe doing it together as a team and splashing okay. it. I don't know. Pro- probably not. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah. But he I don't en- like doing dishes. He enjoyed the Bible study sometimes. But now he's voluntarily coming downstairs right. to spend that time with me. So it feels. But actually, that I, I mean, I know that having the Bible study was such a special time. I mean, and especially because of doing the Bible study, y'all mm-hmm. are going together, you know, in the word and all that. But it's like almost even more special that he's coming down without that being an obligation. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say very similar experience. My middle son, Evan. So because he is in college, um, but he's like, you know, just I feel like always that I'm having to say like well how's school going how's this you know he, he doesn't I don't feel like give it his best effort always he's not super excited about school right and, and right so we've had the conversation like right join the air force like you, you like you've got the rest of your life like, you know like, you're just, just trying to set him up with a plan totally yeah but he said to me recently he's like you know something you know again I was going on like okay are you gonna get registered for school next semester and, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then he's like um some, you know, like I, every time I talk to you, you have to bring up school. And sometimes I just want to talk to you. Yeah, I had exactly the same experience. And I was just like, oh. I had exactly yes. the same experience. Like, okay, we, so we're, like. We're always trying to mom. Yeah. But sometimes they just want us to be their friend. Like he said the exact, he came down one night, he opened the door, he opened the door, and I'm going to, I'm walking through it every time he opened the door. But he opened the door about the school conversation, and I just walked, I just, you know, stomped right in and all over it. And he he looked at me, and he was like, okay, so when I come down here to talk to you, can, can it not turn into a lecture every mm-hmm. time? And then it really made me kind of self-reflect. And this, was, this just happened very recently, a couple of weeks ago. So now I'm, I'm having to be much more conscious about, he, he basically told me out loud, hey, mom, I just want to enjoy your company and share mm-hmm. things with you without feeling like. You're giving me advice all the time. Yeah. Or like steer, trying to steer me. Well, and it's like, but it's so hard because we're so intimately tied to them. Because I try to make it a, like a, um, a rule in my life that if I'm talking to a friend, mm-hmm. 
um, it's if they're sharing something. And even if I have great advice that I think I could share with them, right. I don't share it. I But I will ask, like, do, are you wanting my advice or are you just wanting me to listen? Yes. Um, and if they're like, I just want you to listen, because actually my oldest son not too long ago was like, he's starting his real estate career and there was something that happened and and he's just like venting to me and then I said okay do you want my advice or are you just wanting me to listen he's like no I don't want your advice I just want you to listen I said okay then that's fine that's a great habit I wish I could say I have that habit it's hard to do because <laughs> it's the same in every situation when we I mean and, but I think especially as parents like we want to offer our support and our um, our advice in a, not in a way because we think we're not super knowledgeable or like right. oh I know everything but we're more caretaking of, it's a caretaking yeah, role yeah, you yeah. and I think we so you're like oh well you know what might work for you you know and then it's yeah. like no they just so my son said no I just want you to to listen I'm like and I, I was kind of like well I asked so I you know because I was kind of like doesn't want my advice like right. I had some really great advice let me tell you then you're disappointed because you can't get <laughs> yeah, it and then yeah. he's like nope I just want you to listen I'm like all right I'm just gonna listen yeah. so that's something I've become aware of in 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 I guess recent years too and I can't remember which book I read that in but about just the fact that sometimes people just want to tell you what's going on and they don't want you to solve their problems right and so that was like a revelation for me because I'm like wait assumed, they don't want me to solve yeah their I assumed when if people come to me with a problem it's because they're looking for a solution, a solution. and that's not always the case I was like what uh, well what because I don't talk to anybody about my problems unless I think they can help, help you help me yeah. work through it workshop ideas workshop solutions or or just flat out give me a solution I yeah. don't I generally don't do that so it was a very and I, I mean maybe that was like a lack of emotional maturity I'm not really sure but I just always made the assumption which I know you should never make assumptions but um because I make a ass out of you and me and me yeah <laughs> and so but I did I, I made the very well, I think it's a natural assumption to make I mean yeah. let's be honest right I mean it is you because you, feel like you think so, like if they, they're they telling me talking. this for a reason not just to like hear yeah. themselves talk yeah but. they wouldn't be talking to me if they didn't want a way out of this situation mm -hmm. so um so how do you think now that um your youngest is gonna move out like how do you so be, well, I'm your, actually not going to be a true empty nester. So that's true. You have another my, situation. Um, yes. So um, for listeners that don't know, I have the three boys, and um, and so my youngest is going away to college. But um, my um, my niece um, Ava is coming to live with us because she's going to be going to um, Kennesaw State, and See? we're about. 12 minutes from Kennesaw State. Oh, yeah, it's right around the corner. See, God put a little birdie in your nest. Well, and this is the, exactly, I'm not going to have a true empty nest, but it's it's going to, I think, be even better than being an empty nester is because she's a girl. Yeah. So I'm going to have like a pedicure buddy <laughs> yes. and a shopping buddy and a lunch buddy because yes. my kids never want to do that. Um, and she's a girl, and I'm not going to be a parent 
I'm going to be an aunt. Right. You can be like the cool, funny. You yes. Don't have to be so I mean, I'm not going to like just like be okay with her, like, you know, no, doing no, no, bad but, stuff. But um, no, no, no. But you, you'll have a little bit she's more. She's not freedom. bad anyway. She but, has good parents. Right. And you, I'm not parenting her. You don't have to parent her. I'm going to be, yeah. so it's going to be maybe a little bit like, um, even like how my mom always said when she there's four of us um and she when we all started having kids um, yeah. and she has 13 grandkids now I'm not going to try to name them all but 13 um, yeah. but she says being a grandmother is so great if I would have known it was this great I would have done this done it first I'm like yeah it doesn't work that way you have to right. go through the <laughs> hell of raising your own kids to get your grandkids that is so unless true. you're just That's the so aunt right? right so then right. if you just have siblings and if they just have kids and you can just be the aunt. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to actually be a true empty nester, but I'm going to be an empty nesty, empty nester in the sense that I'm not going to be parenting a child, you know, like right. a child day to day. Right. Um, you don't uh, have to get somebody dressed or make sure that they have dinner. No. Or, and just like, just the, it's a different kind of worry sure too than, than when it's your own children. It's, it's, it it's like a different kind of worry. So, or, you know, that. It's not going to be the same, um, I think. But so, um, you know, so empty nesting is definitely, I think, it, it's a very charged subject for a lot of people. Like, yeah. whether they're, are they um, excited about it? Are they not excited about it? We, we definitely, you know, want to hear. We want to know about your experiences. We want to know... Um, are you coming up on empty nesting? How are you feeling about it? Are do you have a lot of anxiety around it? Are you or are you excited? Is it nervous anxiety? Is it nervous anxiety or is it excitement? Right. Exactly. Or are you really kind of freaked out? Like, yeah. are you? Hey, you know what I was just thinking about. Not to interrupt you, but um, is that that that's what I want to ask people? Is like if you're um becoming an empty nester, are you totally like? like um changing their room yeah <laughs> like, I mean like is you, their room going to become your exercise room or your sewing room or right. are you gonna you or know, your dance party room right like, are exactly. you gonna be like yeah, what's so, gonna, yeah I we're mean, gonna keep his room yeah um just because I think for college um we and it, it's really interesting just recently um I finally Garrett my oldest he's 20 just turned 27 um, finally, like we not too long ago had like, kind of like finally disbanded his room. It was kind of his room for a while, even though he didn't live yeah, here. Yeah. 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 And I turned it into like a yoga room. Yeah. Um, and so, and then Evan's room, my middle one, his room not too long ago, then kind of got turned into like our guest room. It's beautiful. That's so, where I'm sleeping. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, you know, is the room going to stay? Like, and how long do you keep it? Yeah. And then, like, do you wait till they are just like, like, do you keep it till through college? I mean, that's such a great question. And and I think we'll, I think we'll hear very conflicting viewpoints on that. I think some parents are going to write in and say, you know, uh, oh my God, we can't wait. We're turning that into an office no, so we don't have to work at the dining room table anymore. And then I think some parents are going to say, oh my God, no, we're not moving anything. His teddy bear is still going to be on his bed when he comes home at 30. Well, that's what I was going to say. What about you people that like our midlife like mm -hmm. us like when you go home do you still have a room at your parents home oh good question good so question. like you're like 
I'm sleeping in my childhood bedroom. There do aren't, you? I know you no. don't, I don't either, but I know people that do. I was going to say, I have friends who, when they go home, they're still in their room. That was like their room when they, yeah, you're when talking they went off like to college. pink gingham canopy beds with, uh, you know, teen wolf posters on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Or it, boys, it's like. They still have all the their faucet poster on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and they still have, I was going to say, all the trophies. All their sports trophies The Boy and Scout yep. stuff. Yep. Um, it's like, you know, are you still... Um, well, it's funny because um, I do have, for my older boys, they have stuff still here. Right. And my goal is um, this year is that everything is going to get put into Rubbermaid containers that's, that, you know, like, yeah, um, get your stuff trophies, exactly, <laughs> like trophies, you know. Look, if you don't want this third grade baseball, t-ball, swimming, that basketball was like, was like, trophy, what, like didn't, signed by all your teammates uh, back when you were eight. Yeah, if you don't want this, then you come get it and you get rid of it. Listen, we moved, we downsized um, last year, you, you already know this, but mm. we... <laughs> We, we downsized, and then now we need to upgrade, but that's a whole different episode. Um, so we downsized last year, and I, I did a lot of that, actually. Like I, I, yeah, we went through his stuff because we had, like, all the drawings from when, when he was, you know, eight, and then no, all No, I the have a box trophies. for each – oh, not a box. I have an envelope, a manila, manila envelope for each – year of my kids oh my god you're so much more organized than I do I have first grade Mrs. Smith what 2000 you know five to 2006 Bullard Elementary I did not have time for that and I have report cards you know ITBS scores oh Um, my god I I wish I had but I I did not look I (laughs) so my poor kids are gonna be like gifted this whole like you know, they're poor wives one day when well, they, they're least, not married. At yet, least but. yours is already semi-organized. Well, ours it is. is it's just, like in a manila yeah. envelope. So here's your first grade envelope. Here's your, you know, it's like kindergarten through yeah. senior year. That's incredible. And they're going to get, you know, it's like artwork. It's like report cards. And they're going to get, their wife is going to be like, what am I doing with all this Okay, stuff? listen, listen. I want to know from you guys out there, our listeners, like, did you do that? Or am I weird? Or, yeah. I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that I'm weird. Is is Aaron is Aaron OCD or did did somebody else do so that? So I've already told you I'm not OCD. I'm anal retentive. That's right. There is a difference. That's right. There is a difference. <laughs> and you're. Quite... I don't have to turn on and off a light switch seven times. You did tell me that. You did everything tell me that. has its place and everything needs to be in its place. So yeah, there is. At least in my mind, mm-hmm. a difference between being OCD and anal retentive. No, there is. You're absolutely right. You're so absolutely right. It's like, so uh, were you as anal retentive as Aaron was? <laughs> probably not. I'm the only one. When you organize your kids up? No, I mean, I actually, I, there's probably people who are way worse than me because they are, probably the scrapbook listen, ladies. Scrappers. Let's scrapbook scrapbookers. ladies. I never did creative memories or whatever it was y'all, called, lasting memories. Y'all, please post pictures of your scrapbooks to our Midlife State of Mind podcast page on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook, please, Is please, please do that. Anymore? Do people do people that? do that? There are still clubs. Oh my God, have you heard of Pinterest? Because that's well, that's, a, that's a digital <laughs> scrapbook, and I no, do, do no, no, no. But the scrapbook community on Pinterest oh. is 
absolutely enormous. It has gotten bigger. I think it's more, listen, these millennials are into everything looking pretty, and I love it. I'm here for it. Was that kind of like the Instagram quilt? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I believe that people We're, are not all only. All the color schemes. Not only are people doing it, still doing it, people are doing it way better. better. than Yeah, I had an Aunt Bonnie who's really into scrapbooking, and um, she is wonderful. She's one of my favorite humans on the planet um and she would make us scrapbooks when we were little mm. and she made scrapbooks for her kids and they were always beautiful but I mean I'm telling you the things that people are putting together today it's like the scrapbooks have like QR codes that you can scan to then go to like a program that, of a whole movie they made with like sound effects and music oh and wow that's it's, really it's, fancy it's my favorite word bananas it's bananas <laughs> bananas is that with an apostrophe s or it is <laughs> i will punch Kill me. someone if someone please you guys as a whole please stop using the apostrophe unnecessarily please yeah please, please. okay but yeah so that's um I think that's that's our episode for yeah. this week. We that's that's kind of how we're feeling about empty nesting. We really 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 want to hear from you about your yes. experiences coming up on empty nesting. If you've already been empty nesting, if you're sailing into like calmer waters, you've kind of gotten over all of the anxieties. We definitely want to hear from you. And um, if you were just thrilled and count down the days to you move to your kids move out, we want to hear from you too. Go well, to and the know Facebook. that either that none of the emotions yeah. are wrong. Yeah, like like excited, sad, and you might have days of both. But yeah, yeah go to um Facebook Midlife, Midlife State, of- State of Mind Podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Instagram Midlife State of Mind Podcast. Email us at Midlife State of Mind podcast at gmail.com it's a mouthful i know it we is. know but yeah, we but wanted it all to be the same yeah and we tried to shorten it but it was already taken so damn google i had, know somebody already had what I we wanted know. so anyhow, all right yeah. post pictures so, of yes. your scrapbooks hey and if you like what you're hearing <laughs> hit subscribe share this with a friend we want more midlife um, we want ladies. More, we want like, more pals to come hang out with us. So yeah. we, the only way to do that is if you guys share the podcast, if you subscribe, so other people will know that what we're saying is interesting or not but it's just funny and it's fun to hang out with us yeah yeah so if you like it please please hit that subscribe button and um share it with your friends and we will we'll see you next week next week thanks all right bye bye. bye.